Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman. I'm Rabbi Avram Goldner, and today we're discussing Yuma Daf Ein Dalad, the eighth parak Yom Kippurim. So the three topics we're going to focus on: number one, the Gemara Daf Ein Gimel Amir Beis introduces the Machlokes between Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish regarding Chetzi Shir. The Gemara here explains their reasoning. Rabbi Yochanan says the Chetzi Shir is Asuminatora. Kevin the Chazgat Zerufi Isura Ka'achil. Since the Chetzi Shir he now eats, it's fit to combine with more of the same forbidden food to complete the full Shir. Reish Lakish says that it's mutmin Achil Amar Rachman for the Torah stated that eating certain foods is prohibited, and when eating a chetzi shir, there's no halachic act of eating. Only the consumption of the kazais of food constitutes an act of eating. Pointing to his Tanah Brites, the Torah states that in Yom Kippur, Tanuas Naf Shosechem, you shall afflict yourselves. Now, it could be thought that this means that one should sit in the hot sun or in the cold in order to suffer. Therefore, the Torah states, Vachomalachalasasu, and you shall not do any work. Just as the mitzvah of not doing malacha is a command to sit and not do, so to the mitzvah of afflicting yourself is a command to sit and not do. That is, the mitzvah of affliction requires not a direct inflicting of pain and discomfort, but a refraining from any activity that relieves such suffering. Now the Gemara asks that perhaps the Pasuk is coming to command that in a case where one sits and the sun becomes hot, we should not say to him, get up and sit in the shade. Or where one sits in the shade and becomes cold, we shouldn't say to him, get up and sit in the sun. The great answer is, Just as you do not differentiate concerning when to apply the mitzvah of refraining from work, for it's a prohibition that applies in all situations, so too you should not differentiate concerning when to apply the mitzvah of affliction. Meaning that in this case, if a person actively enters a sunny or shady area, and sits there, he can fulfill the mitzvah of affliction, as this is a positive act and has already been excluded from the prohibition. And point number three, the Gemara determines that the Inui of Yom Kippur is derived from the Inui of the Mun, and brings the Machloka Samarim regarding the affliction caused by the Mun. The Torah states, Who feeds you Mun in the Midbar in order to afflict you. Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Yassi debate why eating Mun was an affliction. One said, one who has bread in his basket is not at all similar to one who does not have bread in his basket. Rush explains that the one who no longer has bread left in his basket worries about tomorrow's sustenance. The other one said, One who sees what he eats is not at all similar to one who cannot see what he eats. Rush explains that when eating the mun, one could experience the taste of any food he desired. But since they only saw the mun, they didn't feel as satiated as one who could see the various types of food. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara Dav Ein Gimam Beis introduced the Machlokes between Rabbi Yochan and Rish Lakish regarding Chetzi Shir. The Gemara here explains their reasoning. Rabbi Yochanan says Chetzi Shir is asim in Torah, came to Chazi Atzurufi Isura Ka'achal. Since the Chetzi Shir he now eats, is fit to combine with more of the same forbidden food to complete the full Shir. Rishwaki says that's Mutiminatora, Achila Amarachman of Aleka, for the Torah stated that eating certain foods is prohibited, and when eating Chetzishir, there is no halachic act of eating. Only the consumption of the kazais of food constitutes an act of eating. Point number two is Tan Nebrais of the Torah states on Yom Kippur, Tanulis Nafshosechem, you shall afflict yourselves. Now it could be thought that this means that one should sit in the hot sun or in the cold in order to suffer. Therefore, the Torah states, and you shall not do any work. Just as the mitzvah of not doing malachit is a command to sit and not do, so to the mitzvah of afflicting yourself is a command to sit and not do. That is, the mitzvah of affliction requires not a direct inflicting of pain and discomfort, but a refraining from any activity that relieves such suffering. The Gemara asks that perhaps the Pusik is coming to command that in a case where one sits in the sun and becomes hot, we should not say to him, get up and sit in the shade. Or, where one sits in the shade and becomes cold, we shouldn't say to him, get up and sit in the sun. 
The Gemara answers, Just as you do not differentiate concerning when to apply the mitzvah of refraining from work, for it's a prohibition that applies in all situations, so too you should not differentiate concerning when to apply the mitzvah of affliction, meaning that in this case, if a person actively enters a sunny or shady area and sits there, he can't fulfill this mitzvah of affliction, as this is a positive act and has already been excluded from the prohibition. And point number three, the Gemara determines that the Inuit of Yom Kippur is derived from the Inuit of the Mun, and brings the Malchokas of regarding the affliction caused by the Mun. The Torah states, HaMachil Chaman B'Midbar Luman Anoscha, who feeds you Mun in the Midbar in order to afflict you. Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi debate why eating Mun was an affliction. One said, one who has bread in his basket is not at all similar to one who does not have bread in his basket. Rashi explains that the one who no longer has bread left in his basket worries about tomorrow's sustenance. The other one said, One who sees what he eats is not at all similar to one who cannot see what he eats. Rashi explains that when eating the man, one could experience the taste of any food he desired, but since they only saw the man, they didn't feel as satiated as one who could see various types of food. All right, so now we go to our simmer daf ein dalad, and our simon is an aid, a witness. So here goes. The witness observed the man who ate two half shears of food on Yom Kippur because he felt afflicted sitting in the hot sun, and the food didn't satiate him because it was colorless, like the man. Once again, it's motion. The witness, witness, that must mean we're on daf ein dalad, aid. The witness observed the man who ate two half shears of food on Yom Kippur, which reminds the Gemara brings the reasons behind the Malchokas of Chesi Shir. Rabbi Yochanan says that Chesi Shir is Asminatory, since the Chesi Shir he now eats is fit to combine with more of the same forbidden food to complete the full shear. Rish Lakish says Chesi Shir is Mutter for the Torah stated that eating certain foods is prohibited, and when eating a Chesi Shir, there is no halakhic act of eating. So the witness observed the man who ate two half shears of food on Yom Kippur because he felt afflicted sitting in the hot sun, which reminds us, it could be thought that when the Torah states, Tanus nafshosechem, you shall afflict yourselves, this means that one should sit in the hot sun or in the cold in order to suffer. Therefore, the Torah states, and you shall not do any work. So just as the mitzvah of not doing malach is a command to sit and not do, so to the mitzvah of afflicting yourself is a command to sit and not do. That is, the mitzvah of affliction requires not a direct inflicting of pain and discomfort, but a refraining from any activity that relieves such suffering. So the witness observed the man who ate two half shears of food on Yom Kippur because he felt afflicted sitting in the hot sun, and the food didn't satiate him because it was colorless, like the man. Which reminds us, the Gemara determines that the Inu of Yom Kippur is derived from the Inu of the Man, and there's a Malchus regarding what the Inu of the Man was. One said, One who has bread in his basket is not at all similar to one who does not have bread in his basket. The other one said, One who sees what he eats is not at all similar to one who cannot see what he eats. So once again, the witness observed the man who ate two half shears of food on Yom Kippur because he felt afflicted sitting in the hot sun and the food didn't satiate him because it was colorless like the man. All right, now it's time for a four-blot back chazorah. Dafayin, so the simmer Dafayin is a one-eyed Martian. So here goes. The one-eyed Martians, one-eyed Martians, that must mean we're on Dafayin. The one-eyed Martians listening to their high Martian proudly doing a public reading by heart, which reminds us, the Gemara here asks why the Kohen Gadol reads the parchment of Sufin by heart instead of rolling the Savior to the proper place and reading inside. Rav Hunabri, Rav Yeshua said, and then Rav Sheshis, because we don't roll a Savior to in public out of consideration for the covenant of the zebra and making them wait in silence until the Torah is rolled and then read. Two reasons are given as to why a second Savior is not brought. Because people might think the first one is lacking, or because of the unnecessary bracha the Kohen Gadol would make. So the one-eyed Martians listening to their high Martian proudly doing a public reading by heart, 
wish they had chosen instead to go to the sacrificial burning, taking place on a different planet at the same time. Which reminds us, the Gemara asks why anyone would think that there's anything wrong with watching both procedures increase the Torah and the burning of the offerings, and answers that you might have thought that one might not leave one procedure in the middle in order to observe the second one based on Rachel Akash's principle of Ein Mavir and all mitzvahs. We don't pass over the opportunity to perform mitzvahs, the mitzvah being here, Barova Amadras Melch. It's a mitzvah of, with a multitude of people is the glory of the king. Therefore, the ton is coming to inform us that one would be permitted to do so. And Rashi explains that since those watching the mitzvah are not actually involved in its performance, leaving the area doesn't constitute a mavirin all mitzvahs. So the one-eyed Martians listening to their high Martian proudly doing a public reading by heart wish they had chosen instead to go to the sacrificial burning taking place on a different planet at the same time, where only one ram was offered. Which reminds us, Rebbe Lezer and Rebbe Kiva disagree about the order of the offerings, but agree that there was only one communal ram, since neither mentioned a second ram in their order of the Karbanas. So this is in accord with Rebbe, as it was taught in the Bryce, Rebbe holds that there was one ram on Yom Kippur, the one mentioned by Yikra and the one mentioned in the Chumash Bekudim. Rebbe Rebbe Shimon says there are two communal rams, the one mentioned by Yikra and the other in Chumash Bekudim. Rebbe holds that there's one, for it's written Echod, one ram. The Torah emphasizes one, even though the word ram alone would have indicated a single ram. Belezer Rebbe Shimon says that the meaning is Meyuchet Shebeedro. It should be the choices of its flock. Rebbe learns it should be Meyuchet Shebeedro from a different pasuk. Daf Ein Alf. So similar to Daf Ein Alf is a donkey going E-R. So here goes. The two colleagues greeting each other in the street by donkey. Donkey. That must mean we're on Daf Ein Alf. E-R. The two colleagues greeting each other in the street by a donkey, which reminds us what the one who took the Sir Azazel out would say to the Kongadol when he met the Kongadol the next day, and how he ascribed his shlichus to the Kongadol when he met him in the street to give honor to him in public. So the two colleagues greeting each other in the street by a donkey were astonished when a slight and weak-looking Talmachachim picked the animal up with one hand, which reminds us Rabbi Berechia gives two pshatim in the Pasuk in Mishle that states, Alechem Ishim Ekra, and to you men do I call. This refers to the Talmud Chachamim who appear similar to women in that they're non-aggressive and physically weak, yet they perform feats of heroic strength like men referring to overcoming their Yetzirah. The second shot is, One who desires to offer a wine libation upon the Mizbech should fill the throats of Talmud Chachamim with wine because the word Ishim suggests Isha, an offering on the Mizbech. So the two colleagues greeting each other in the street by a donkey were astonished when a slight and weak-looking Talmachachim picked the animal up with one hand, as his muscles ripped through his garment, which was spun sixfold. Which reminds us, Abraissa taught how the big day kahuna were woven. Items which the Torah says were made with sheish, linen, had the thread spun sixfold. This means that each thread of linen was composed of six strands spun into a single thread. Items described as machzar, twine, had the thread spun eightfold. The me'il, which was pure techelis, was made of twelvefold cords. Parokh was made of twenty-fourfold cords. The chotch and the eightfold were made of twenty-eightfold cords. Dafayim base. So the similar dafayim base is a thick piece of cake. So here goes. The birthday boy dresses a kongado who got upset when his friends ripped his kashim and loosened his choshen. Sir, birthday cake, birthday cake. That must be one dafayim base. The birthday boy dressed as a kongad who got upset when his friends ripped his kashim and loosened his choshen, which reminds us of Rechavah said in the name of Yehuda, that one who tears one of the big dekhuna receives malkas. Similarly, Rebbe Lazar said one who loosens a choshen from its moorings on the eifot, or one who removes the poles of the arm receives malkas. For it says in one pasuk, lo yizach, and the choshen shall not be attached from upon the eifot. And it says in another pasuk, lo yasuru, in the rings of the arm shall be the poles, they shall not depart from it. So, the birthday boy dressed as a kongado who got upset when his friends ripped his kashim and loosened his koshin. Sir, birthday cake adorned with three crowns, which reminds us there are three crowns that adorn three kalim in the base of Migdash. Aaron married and took the crown of Mizbech. 
David married and took the crown of the Shulchan, but the crown of the Arna still rests. Anyone who wishes to take it may come and take it. So the birthday boy dressed as a Kongad who got upset when his friends ripped his costume and loosened his choshen, served birthday cake adorned with three crowns that tasted awful for those who misbehaved. Which reminds us of the Pasuk Vizos the Torah shares some Moshe. And this is the Torah that Moshe put some before alludes to the following. Zachan Natsu Samachaim or Zachan Natsu Samamisa. If one's deserving, the Torah becomes a drug, a son of life to him, but if he's not deserving, becomes a drug of death them. And we have the same idea contrasting the Psukim Kudi Hashem Yishayim with Samachay Lev. And Imr Hashem Tsarufa, the word of Hashem smelts. Zachem is Samachta or Zachem Tsarafta. If one's deserving, the Torah gladdens him, but if he's not deserving, it smelts him. Alright, so that concludes the shir. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zikr wishing a great day and great learning. Dafa'an Gimel. So the simmer Dafa'an Gimel is a giant ostrich egg. So here goes. The Mashuk Mocham who addressed the soldiers in his Epagadim before they went to the battlefield riddled with giant ostrich eggs. Giant ostrich eggs? That must be on Dafa'an Gimel. The Mashuk Mocham who addressed the soldiers in his Epagadim before they went to the battlefield riddled with giant ostrich eggs, which reminds us that although Mother Rice, the Mashuk Mocham, does wear the Epagadim of the Kongado when he does the Avod in the base of Migdash, he doesn't wear them in the Rabban Mishuma Eva, and he doesn't wear the four Begadim of the Kon Hedyot because of Malin Makodesh Ve'en so the Meshuk Mocham who addressed the soldiers in his Epagadim before they went to the battlefield riddled with giant ostrich eggs aroused the enmity of the Kong Gadol wearing the Urim Batumim, which reminds that more brings several teachings about the Urim Batumim. The one consulting faces the one being consulted, while the Kong Gadol faces the Shechina, tilting his head downward to face the Choshen resting on his chest. One doesn't inquire in a loud voice and does not inquire about two matters simultaneously. So the Meshuk Mocham who addressed the soldiers in his Epagadim before they went to the battlefield riddled with the giant ostrich eggs aroused the enemy, the Kongado, wearing the Urim Batumim, and who had prepared a meal for him that was only a Chetzishir. Which reminds the Gemara how the Mishnah could say that eating and drinking Yom Kippur is Aser, which implies only a prohibition is involved, when we know that eating and drinking is punishable by course, and answers that it's needed only in a case when someone ate or drank a Chetzishir. When the Gemara says that this explanation is only good according to Rabbi Yochanan, who holds Chetzishir Aser Minator, but not according to Reish Lakish, who holds Chetzishir Mut Minator, it answers that Reish Lakish concedes that Chetzishir is Aser with the Rabbanan. Alright, so that concludes the share. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichru wishing you a great day and great learning.